girl, I have something to tell you. What? Did you read that we are number two podcast in film and television? What? In South Africa. Holy balls. I know. Thank you, South Africa. Thank you for supporting us. We love you. We'll come down there someday. We're moving in the right direction. Heck I'm just yes. saying. Yes. That's awesome news. Yes. Uh, well, welcome to Pour the Tea podcast, where we review dating shows and pour the tea so you don't mm-hmm. have to watch them. I'm Mel. I'm Tess. And we're so glad you're here. So little recap, Tess, how's, how, your birthday just happened. We're so excited. Mm-hmm. Happy 40th yeah. birthday. 40th oh, year around you. the sun. Yes, it is my double 20s. I You, you don't am... look a day past 20. I don't look a day past the first round of 20s, but <laughs> it was good. You know, very calm and spent it with family and friends and had a great time. Absolutely. It was great celebrating you. Thanks. <laughs> you precious angel. All oh, right. So <laughs> we are getting in to Twin Love Season 1, Episode 2. This is called Twin Temptations Arrive. And mm. it opens with the Vista House, um, and they're all talking and hanging out. And mind you, where we la- left off the last episode, the Bella Twins had a, a new bomb to drop. They had some tea to pour. So Tess and I decided, we're like, wait, this is getting a little bit confusing. We're trying to go <laughs> back and forth and who's in what house and all of that. So mm. I'm going to take the Vista House. Tess is going to take the garden house. And I feel like it goes because, like you were saying in the previous episode, you relate more to Nikki. I do. And I relate more to Bree. And so Bree's house is Vista. Nikki's is garden. And so that's how we're going to split this up. So yeah. follow along. We're going to do our our side notes and all of that um, under yeah. each house. And hopefully that'll be easier to trail along here. Okay, so it opens with the Vista House, and they're all talking and hanging out together. Um, Brie comes out, and she greets everyone, and she asks, you know, if anybody's having a hard time without their twin. And Whitney says having her twin is who she is. And remind, remind, remember, there's Whitney and Brittany, so they're very similar mm-hmm. in, in name even. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's saying that she doesn't have her individuality established yet. And I was like, okay, yes, that's a good point to bring up, a good thing to bring out. Yeah. Um, and mm-hmm. she admits that it's affecting her. It's affecting her time there. Mm-hmm. It's affecting her ability to reach out and make connections. And yeah. Bree said she could relate. She could understand. And she said that when her and Nikki are apart, she just feels off. And I, again, I'm not a twin, so I don't understand. But I could, I guess I could kind of see how that would be a factor that kind of relates into their relationship as being twins. Yeah. So J.R. feels like his brother is happy that he's not with them. He loves this experience and he feels free without his twin. And I think the dynamic there is so hard. Like they seemed very in tune with each other. Mm -hmm. Um, His, his twin's name is Mickey. And, um, I don't know that that was kind of hard to hear because it's like, OK, it's a good thing that he's feeling confident and that he's got it under control and stuff on his own. But he mm-hmm. he likes being an individual and yeah. is enjoying that time. I think that's healthy. I think it is, too. I think that that was a great thing to point out. Mm-hmm. Um, but Bree comes back and she drops the bomb of introducing another set of twins that come into the house. Yowza. So the twin that is in 
this house. Her name is Maddie. Mm -hmm. And Gabby, her other twin, is going to the garden house. So they're both 24 years old. They're musicians and they are both in music management. They're with each other 24-7. They live together. They work together. They do everything together. Mm -hmm. They refer to themselves as demisexual, which I have never heard of this before. I had to kind of look into this more, but they apparently don't have an attraction to someone until you get on a more like a deeper, more emotional level. Mm-hmm. Also to that, it says that compared to the general population, most people who are demisexual rarely feel sexual attraction. Interesting. I have never heard of that before. I've never heard of that before. But then again, we've got so many names for so many different things now. I'm not surprised. It's not the truth. So I think it. The what truth. they're trying to say is like, I don't think that they would walk into a club or, you know, and find somebody on the dance floor and immediately have... A sexual attraction to them enough that they would do like a one night stand. I think in order for them to be with somebody, they have to have that emotional connection, which means that it's going to take a lot longer for them to be with somebody because it's going to take time sure. to develop that emotional connection to somebody. Emotional connection. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. So with that being said, they have never been able to just have a one night stand with somebody. Yeah. Because they they need that emotional connection first. They want to find love with identical twins. Like, that is their ultimate goal. They want to be with each other all the time, every day, all day, with their significant other being an identical twin as well that wants the same no, thank you. kind of vibe. I was turned off by Maddie and, and Gabby. Were you? I was. I think because... They're like, it's all about energy. It's energy. uh, Yes, it's energy, but it's also a physical attraction, too. Like, you have to, like, that comes into play at some point. Come on now. Let's be real here. I love when you get frustrated. It's the best. It doesn't happen often. You know what? I don't, I really, there's not, I think Aaron might be the only person. Well, Matthew and Andrew get on my nerves, but they're not quite to the level that Aaron is. I think Aaron's really the only person that I'm like, please don't show him on my screen again. I just don't like him. He's a douche canoe. I would agree with that. I would agree with that one. And it's not that I don't like, I shouldn't say I don't like Maddie and Gabby. I think they annoy me. Okay. I think that that it's the annoyance factor there. It's all about the energy. And they just kept talking about the energy. And I'm like, it's not about energy. (laughs) So (laughs) Andrew was all about Maddie and he was initially attracted to her and he's like, yes, you know, like, come on, girl, we're Mm -hmm. glad you're here. Yeah. And so they're all sitting in a group setting and David asked Maddie what her type was and she said it's purely energy. Mm. Maddie goes after David right away for a one on one and he was the first guy to make her feel comfortable, which I could see. He seemed we've talked about it before. David, yeah. About him seeming like a a genuine person that is yeah. there for the right reasons. Yeah. A one one woman man, I think, is the best way. Yes. Yeah. Yes, he's not the, the player type. Mm-hmm. But I kind of laughed when he said his type is the facial features. No. I was like, what? They're young. You're going to... Yes, yes. But he goes to tell her, you know, that about his uh, business and... And how they cater to Black-owned businesses. And then it kind of moves over to where Maddie and Andrew have some time together. And she asks him 
her story and she, you know she said she wants to pursue music and he's in sales and graphic design and he likes electronic music and they're both um, feeling the positive energy between them. They both love reggae. She's a music copyright manager and so they have a lot of commonalities there as far as the music goes, the creative side um, and all of that. But I feel like this was the opportunity for Maddie to go on a date with every, like a quick date with every single guy in the house, because then it moves over to Maddie and Samir. And it didn't really dive into them very much, but he just says his twin is more outgoing than he is. Mm -hmm. And I think that he's kind of being reserved because, was it him and Bailey? Samir and Bailey? Samir and Bailey. Are hitting it off. And he is kind of like, I want to wait and see how... How this plays out before I really dive in with somebody else, which I can respect that. Mm-hmm. Um, but they announced that Maddie gets to go on a date tonight since it's her first night in the house and she gets to pick whoever she wants to go on a date with. So Maddie is going on a date tonight since it's her first night in the house and she starts kind of questioning the other ladies that are in the house. And she says, you know, what is it that you're looking for? Like, did you guys make a connection with any of the other guys here? And Hannah, you know, she kind of speaks up and she's like, you know, if there's not an initial spark, then maybe, you know, just kind of move on and yeah. and don't give it much thought. Right. And I agree with that one. You know, like just yeah, don't, don't build get too, too much, caught up. Yeah. Don't build up too much energy. And in- there you go. The energy. There, The energy. Yeah. Don't, yes. Don't waste too much energy <laughs> in somebody that you're not feeling. There's plenty of options here. Right. There's a total yes. of five guys in each house. So don't sell yourself short by just continuing to try to pursue something that maybe you're, you know, may or may not be one person. Yeah. Right. But I feel like this was a time where Bailey was staking her claim and she's like, well, me and Samir really hit it off and Mm -hmm. we felt an instant connection. So it was almost like, oh, like you better back back off. off. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Which I was, I was shocked because she has been our timid one. Yeah. One that is just very kind of subdued and just calm. Mm -hmm. Um, But she, she staked her claim and she was like, no, we felt an instant connection. So. mm." Yeah. Um, And then Hannah said, she's just going to go for it with David. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, great. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Uh, We move over to Whitney who is having a hard time conquering her separation anxiety from her twin, Brittany. She was looking forward to finding someone to have matching Christmas pajamas with. Like, she's ready for that lifelong commitment. And she's kind of worried that her separation anxiety is going to play into not being able to find someone, make a connection here. Yeah. I could see that. I could see that, too. At the Vista House, David and Hannah, she was the one that allowed him a hug and a kiss on the cheek. She says that she came from Ethiopia, which I did not know. I didn't that was either. not something that they like freely talked about, you know, um, initially. Yeah. Uh, but she wants to have a successful life, and I think it's it's because her and her sister were adopted. Yeah. Um, and I think did I th- she say when they were like nine years old or something nine, like that? Like, yeah. They were older, and so she wants to have a successful life, and I think it stems from her having a hard upbringing you know up until she came here being adopted from Ethiopia but um, both of them coming from nothing is a commonality Um, and he's like hey I did not have this easy either you know I had a really hard time a hard upbringing 
Um, and I worked really hard to get to where I am today. We both worked really hard. And um, so she really loves that he's a an entrepreneur. He's a business owner. Um, and she wants someone that, you know, she can have an easy conversation with. She can laugh and he makes her laugh. He makes her feel good. You know, he, he brings out the fun in her. Mm-hmm. And so she is his number one pick right now. They end up making out, you know, and you could tell that there's just a solid connection between David and Hannah. Mm-hmm. But so the date night that Maddie gets to have is a carnival at Vista House. And I don't, it's like kind of outside. So it's away from everybody else. Nobody else gets to go. But Maddie chose Andrew since they bonded over music. And mind you, Andrew is our guy. He's one of the twins that he's a military brat, very loud, kind of douchey looking Chain frat necklace. boy. Yeah. Yes. Like, just you don't get the greatest vibe from him for mm-hmm. off of first impressions anyways. Yeah. Um, but then they also get to choose another couple to go with them. And so Jair and Madison went with them. Maddie said she had never been to a carnival before. And I'm like, girl, you live under a rock. Like, what? <laughs> what do you mean you've never been to a carnival before? Right. Of course you have. Anyway. Of course you have. Uh, <laughs> You're just not remembering. That's exactly. a lie. Um, but they're on their little date. She says she plays the guitar, the piano, bass. She sings. He's into art and creating. She likes to meditate. And after coming out of a toxic relationship, she's trying to figure out who she is as herself, not like just as her own person. Yeah. And she feels like he has great energy and she feels confident around him, which is good. I think that there's a connection there. I yeah. think that. She likes his wild. He likes her wild. They both vibe off of each other's energy levels and creative side. Um, So that should be an interesting one to see how that plays out. But um, it goes back to the house and Kara asks a very quick question for the boys. And she said, would you rather cheat on your girlfriend or snitch on your twin brother? What an odd question. That is a very about neither? question. I'd rather do neither. I just, I, I, I was curious about why she asked this, and it doesn't really get into why she asked, but yeah. it was just a little blurb that kind of brought it back to the house from where they're at at the carnival. But yeah, we move back over to the carnival, and Jair and Madison, they're eating cotton candy, they're drinking champagne, they're having a good time together at the carnival. And they're both wondering if their twin would have chosen the other sibling. Yeah. Like, if they would have chosen each other kind of thing. And they did. Mm-hmm. Which we Spoiler could go back alert. to that, too. Yeah. Spoiler alert. They did. So she asked if he sees himself as having kids. And he says, yes, absolutely. And being that he didn't have a dad, he wants to be the mm-hmm. best dad that he never had. That's awesome. And... I think that that was just so precious because he's he's in it and he wants to be that person um, that makes a good lasting impression on his children. Yeah. So he goes to ask her how many kids she has in mind because she's like, you know, I want to get married. I want to have kids. And he's like, okay, well, how many kids do you want? And she's like three. (laughs) And he's like, I feel the same way. That's the same number that I would have chosen, too. And so they share a lot of similarities and have a solid connection with each other. Um, they both kiss, and I feel like she did. Did you get the vibe that she was maybe a little bit wasted? Okay, I was gonna bring this up because I said either homegirl is shwasted or high, 
because her eyes yes. are like half glazed over. over. Very heavy lidded. Oh my god! Yes, I was gonna bring that up, but I yeah, something was going on. Chica was not on. She wasn't firing on all cylinders at this thing. Yes. She was. She had been given champagne one too many flutes of it. I think. Yes, I think so too. But she's just kind of like. You know, like her eyelids are yeah. heavy, and just... he he seemed fine. He didn't. Seem he was like fine. He was wasted or anything, and he really um, didn't but... even seem bothered by the fact that she wasn't fully coherent either. <laughs> Completely there. Yeah, I know. I was like, okay, what? Yes. So her eyelids are super heavy, and he just is there to to reassure her, to tell her that she has nothing to worry about because he's betting on her, and he wants to build on what they have going with each other. Yeah. And so I think that they're sweet together. And I love that he was like so anti blonde, anti blonde, anti blonde. Homeboy is Falls getting for the in on the blonde. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I just like how he's, you can just tell a maturity factor. Yeah. Between both J. Air and Mickey. I think they have both the same personalities. They're very mature. Yeah. They own their own boxing company. And the fact that, the way that he's talking to her, I don't think he's putting on a line. Like, I don't think he's just I don't think so either. trying to reel her in. I think he's genuine. I think he's trying to sit there and say, I'm just going to, like, you're my number one pick, and I want to focus on you, and I want to see where this goes with just you. Well, and you get vibes from people. You yeah. know, like, we were, we were talking about Aaron and David. Aaron is a total player. David is the one that seems more level-headed, more committed. Mm-hmm. And you get the vibe. And for Mickey and Jair... I just did not feel any sort of, like, ick factor. Yeah. I, f- I feel like they are truly genuine in their pursuit. Yes. I agree. Yeah. I think it's a... Uh, I think these boys go... They, they're exactly what this experiment is looking for because mm-hmm. I think that they're not there to play the field. I think they're really trying to figure out who Jair is without Mickey and who Mickey is without Jair. And they're really there to try right. to find a life partner. Right. I agree. Yeah. So I really like them and I'm I'm anxious to see where it goes because I hope that it just turns into something beautiful for, for both of them. Mm-hmm. All right. Now we're going to do a little rewind here because now we're going to focus on just the garden house. And in the garden house, we've been introduced to Gabby. Gabby is now into the mix and instantly Samer is attracted to her. And since he doesn't mm-hmm. currently have a connection with anyone, Maybe he can have a connection with Gabby. I noticed everyone has the same necklace on. I don't know if you ever noticed this. I did. And it's super weird. I think that's their microphones. Oh, that is such a good point. Because I was wondering, it's like kind of like a leather strap. And at the end is like this like wooden ball. ball. Okay. <laughs> you know what? You may I'm pretty be sure right. it's their microphone. God dang, you are so freaking smart. It didn't even cross my mind that that's what it was. I was like, these things are so ugly. What are we doing uh, wearing them all? Yeah. That makes total sense because both houses have them. Yes. So they've got, my house I think has the darker bead and then your house has the lighter bead. But it's just like they they never address it. And so I didn't know if it was like, okay, are we doing something like Survivor where we all have our, the you know, the buffs and then... You drop your buff whenever you're done. You know, I didn't know if it was something like that along those lines. God, they no. should have explained that because it was, and it's awkward. It's like a chunk, like a big it's chunky big. bead. It's and I'm like, what ugly. is this like a puka shell? Like, I don't even know Weird. what this is. 
But yeah, I think I'm pretty sure it was a microphone. Okay. That does make sense. But you know, a majority of those girls did not just randomly pick or decide to wear that. That is not going with a majority Mm-mm. of their outfits. Mm-mm. That's why I thought it was one of those things like you have it and then you lose it. I, I didn't know. We never talked about it. So I didn't know <laughs> if you noticed it. So, it's, so it is out there. It's the elephant in the room. It is. It. I did notice it, but I'm pretty sure that it's their microphones. Yes. Okay. Well, that makes sense. I like that answer. We're going with that one. Yeah. Gabby wants to know if there have been any connections made in the house. So when she comes in, she has to figure out who she wants to go out on a date with. And she immediately wants to just find out where everybody's head's at. And I think maybe mm-hmm. to not ruffle any feathers. I don't know. But I think... But she wants to know if anybody in the house has has been making any kind of connections. And Aaron quickly points out that him and Brittany have made a connection. So Aaron and Mm -hmm. Brittany have gone out on a date. And he's the player. And he's the player, yes. Along with that, though, Zoe and Luke have also bonded. And they have connected. But everybody else is kind of free game at this point. Mm-hmm. Just to recap that Aaron is the one that has a four-year-old child. He's kind of the douche canoe. Mm-hmm. He's got the brother David. And they own the right. first ever black delivery company that delivers to black restaurants. Just so we mm-hmm. know we're on the same page here. Even though he matched, even though Aaron matched with Brittany, he wants to know who she wants to pick. And she wants to pull each guy aside and talk to them before choosing who she wants to go out on a date with. So he's kind of, you know, picking at her a little bit, like, instantly, like, who are you going to pick? Okay, well, she sat down. She's been here five minutes. Give her a chance to talk. Yeah, give her a chance to talk to the guys, figure out who she wants to see before she makes a decision, which I like. Mm -hmm. She wants to sit down, kind of feel everybody out first before she makes that. Just Again, this is only the second day, though. Like, they've got days and days of being in here. Right. Sometime, so some time has passed, and Brittany and Zoe are spying to see that Gabby has her has first chosen to talk to Aaron. So they're kind of sitting up on this balcony, and they're looking out, and they see that Gabby pulls Aaron aside to go talk to him. Mind you, Brittany had matched with Aaron, so it's mm-hmm. kind of a little bit of like awkward, awkward, right? To us, though, Brittany tells us that she's confident in herself, and it really doesn't bother her that she picked Aaron to talk to. I'm like, okay, but... But, but doesn't it? I, I, I'm going to assume that it does because it, it's got to make you not feel good that somebody... You now have competition in the field. Yeah, yes. I wouldn't either. Because then, you know, some insecurities, I would imagine, unless you're super confident in yourself. But you'd have to think like, well, what does she have or what can she offer that I can't to him? Right. But if she says it, then I got to take her for a word. But I don't know. We'll see. So Aaron's talking to Gabby and he tells her about his business... And that his business is his main passion, which, mm-hmm. okay, I mean, it should be your kid, but I get what you're saying. You're very focused, <laughs> yes. right? You're very... Yes, absolutely. But then you know how he was talking to Brittany and told her pretty quickly that he had a kid. He has not told Gabby that. He hasn't told her hmm. anything about a kid. So I that's don't know if he's... a good observation. Yeah. So I don't know but if that's I... a good thing or a bad thing that he told Brittany so quickly. I almost wonder if he's not like a day in day out dad you know what I mean like if he's not there every single day for this child and I get that vibe because okay he's said multiple times his business is his number one yeah he goes you know in to say that he 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 never says that he's like here for commitment no 
you know? So I just, I get the vibe that he's not. Uh, he's here for maybe the wrong know. reasons. Yeah. Yeah, I got that too. I, well, yeah. Oof, I don't know. But we'll for some reason, she picks Aaron. I, I don't know what he had that she was, that she was. Maybe it's his boldness. Maybe because he was so straightforward with her. And she mm-hmm. maybe likes that. Good I don't point. know. So Gabby also tells him that she really loves books. They're now getting kind of to know each other a little bit. Very surface level stuff. We haven't right. really gotten deep into the the waters yet. Gabby mentions that um, she loves books. She loves to read. And Same girl. Mm-hmm. She wants to know what his favorite book is. And he mentions this book called Powernomics, which oddly enough, she's reading the same book. Okay, mm-hmm. so that's a that's a connection right there. Commonality, sure. That's something to talk about for sure. She likes their conversation. She said it wasn't awkward and it flowed really well, which I think is important because absolutely we've talked about it in the past. Those awkward silences they can be hard to fill, and mm-hmm. it's so much easier when an, a conversation flows, like when you can flow into in and out of each topic. Right, that helps to bond with somebody. I think too. Absolutely. But Gabby's not banking fully on Aaron yet. She wants to go ahead and talk to some other guys, and she next talks to Matthew. They're talking about their love of music, and they have music in common, which is great. I mean, she's in the music industry, and she plays a variety of instruments and sings while he is a DJ. So there's a commonality that they have. You know, Mm -hmm. Aaron loves books. She loves to read. Matthew, he's a DJ. He loves music. She loves music. She plays a variety of instruments. So she's starting to pick up on some on some commonalities with some guys, potential conversation starters. Mm-hmm. But following Matthew, Gabby talks to Samer, and she tells him her and her sister moved into a very tiny 700-square-foot apartment because financially they didn't want to have to rely on their parents to pay for things. That's responsibility. I love that. Absolutely. I love that, too. While they stuck together, they just said, you know what? We're going to live in an absolute shithole. And -hmm. it's going to be rough for a while, but we don't want to have our parents. But we're going to do this on our own. Yes. So Mm -hmm. however that looks is how it's going to look. Well, Samer can relate because when he moved to the U.S., it was only 10 years ago. And he literally left with nothing but him and his brother, uh, Samir. Wow. Oh, that gives me the chills. I know. When he came here, he had to end up living in someone's garage with his brother while one slept on the floor and one slept on the mattress. I mean, just <sighs> basically went from absolute nothing, nothing to now being business owners. I mean, they they own several restaurants. So he's t- he's telling her, you know, like, it can be done. You can yeah. come from nothing to something. This is when I'm like, I really like Stammer. He's not, he's not flaunting it. He's not bragging about it. He's just saying, like, I, I, I get what you mean, hard times. Like, you want to talk about hard times. Let's chat. I came from, a, you know, a war-torn Syria mm-hmm. with nothing but my brother on my back, basically. We had to find some place to live. And we were not sure from day to day, and that was for about a year, until they How developed terrifying. this. How absolutely Absol- terrifying on every... Uh, every single angle there's no positive about it until now you know know, like I just what a story you know what a yeah a challenge that they have gone through but look at what 10 years did 10 years of hardcore work yeah and they are successful business owners of multiple businesses 
Well, not only that, but it's a slow clap. Yeah. It's really hard to be successful here in America. I mean, you and I know we have a business and it's a struggle. It is. And it is not for the faint of heart. And it takes determination. And uh, and even with determination, you're not always guaranteed to succeed. No, it's the truth. But, you know, these guys had that determination and they became restaurant owners. They knew what they want. And they did the damn thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is... Uh, Good for you guys. I know. God, I love them. Look at I'm me. I'm motivated. Yes. I'm going to have to now find out where their restaurants are. Maybe this so builds them up. we go and support them. Yes. Maybe I this... I hope it does. Yeah. He wants to know when her last relationship was. And it was eight months ago. Which, okay, I guess that gives you some time. I mean, it gives you some sure. time to heal and get past that. Gabby, she's feeling Sammer. A lot and has moved up to the top of her list for who she is going to pick for her date. So, but remember, she's only talked to Aaron, she's only talked to Matthew, and now she's talked to Sammer. We have arrived at the moment that I figured was coming, and that is everyone in the hot tub talking. Like, we knew mm-hmm. that a hot tub moment was talking. We're in the day, <laughs> everybody's in their bikinis, and of course, you know, uh, Uche Duche has passed his crown off to Aaron. Aaron now claims the title. (laughs) He wants to uh, know who everyone thinks is possibly the best kisser out of the house. I'm like, what what are we asking here? Why are we doing this? Because they always have to get into the dirty. No matter what, they've got to get into that dirty factor. And I know, I don't care. I don't want to know who's the best kisser. I don't get it. They're young. They're hot. Whatever. I don't even want to know. They're going to have to clean out that hot tub. Whoever owns that Uh, house is going to have to empty it, drain it, clean uh, it, sanitize uh, it, all the things. I'm just saying, like, you've got a lot of young, horny kids who are there to, quote, unquote, find love. And I'm just like, maybe a lot of, there's going to be a lot of, you know, milking the cow before you. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Before you buy it. You know, I'm just saying, like. It wouldn't be Uh, the word vomit right now. (laughs) I'm just like for us to be naive to think that there ain't no hanky panky going on would be. You know, there is. Come on. Of course. And I'm sure that hot tub is used. No doubt. I know. God, I know. Take a minute. Because you know what? One day this is going to be our kids. Our kids are going to be 20 something year olds. (laughs) You're going to be there before (laughs) me. So. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna say, see, Dylan, this is what not to do. Okay, you're not gonna crush my soul saying? and heart like this. This is like probably this. gonna be my <laughs> oldest and Dylan. <laughs> you think? I don't know. I, I Wait don't a know. minute. What do you think? You think they're gonna be I, together? Are we gonna be in laws? Oh my gosh! Could you even imagine? It would be <laughs> not surprising. Oh my gosh! Or. I wouldn't be surprised. It could be our youngest. Eventually. They do talk oh, a lot. Oh, my gosh. They do They're talk each other's best friends. I mean, let's They be are real. for sure. And he does get so butthurt when he when she doesn't text him back right away. And I'm like, Dylan, she and has a life. she does the same thing. <laughs> oh, she does? She's like, I called Dylan this morning and he didn't answer. I'm like, oh, okay, no. well, <laughs> sweetie, he's got a life outside of you, precious. Oh but I mean, God. they stay up all hours of the night talking they and texting. Do. They have each other on speakerphone not Mm -hmm. saying anything but playing a game together i think there's something in their future at some point in time look i'm not opposed to it i'm not opposed to it your daughter is precious so 
Oh, well, thank you. And Dylan, he's an angel boy. So oh, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe we'll play a little matchmaker. <laughs> I don't know, though, is because Dylan's already at the point now where he's like talking about crushes. Is your daughter? Um, so she made mention last year. So she's in seventh grade this year. Um, but yeah, she kind of she made mention of thinking a boy was attractive. He has a girlfriend now. And so she hasn't really mentioned anything else. But I don't think she would admit if Dylan was, like, on her radar. Really? Because I think they're they're that such – they're so close. As friends. They don't see each other that way. As friends. Right. But I think once hormones start coming into play and things start happening – I know. Oh, my gosh. He does refer to them as his cousins. And as our girls do, too. For sure. I don't know, girl. Stranger things have happened. We shall I'm see. Oh, my God. We'll I wouldn't up- be mad about that. We'll give an update on the podcast as time goes by. We are going to <laughs> meddle in our kids' lives. That's what we do yes. as parents. Exactly. <sighs> Just in the way that we unfortunately cannot meddle in these people's lives because back to the kissing. Some say Sabella is the best kisser because she's got these juicy lips. She really does. I love her lips. She my does. God. I'm like, dang, your lips are beautiful. Oh, they are. They're like perfectly shaped, perfectly plump, juicy, young. I wish. I do not. I have juicy. like pencil thin top lip. So your lips are gorgeous. You're just saying that. But yes, yeah, say it again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cameron, she just kind of throws it out there that maybe she thinks Matthew is a good kisser. Our chain necklace wearing Matthew could possibly be a good kisser. And you know what? He banters it right back. And he's like, you want to find out? She's like, sure. And he's like, you want to right now in this moment? And everyone's like, oh, snap. I mean, boys got game. Like, They're like, skirt. <laughs> and focus. And you know what? They go in. They do it. They give a little, like, teeny tiny makeout sesh. They do. And I think this is such a weird couple. I'm just going to say it. You I do? think that it's, it's a little strange. I don't see them together. I don't know. But maybe, maybe, but outward appearance only. Okay. I do not see them together. She is definitely our more elegant, put together, yes. dressed beautifully and he's kind of like our haphazard grabbed his puka shell necklace to complete the ensemble (laughs) with his parachute pants his parachute pants and his you know his vans i don't know like hair and non-brush wavy wacky bright red ginger hair i I, yes i can see like this then would be definitely opposites attract but you know i don't know we're not really getting a full a full picture of who Matthew and Andrew are. Is it Andrew? Yes. So maybe we'll find out kind of who they are when their guard is let down. Some walls start coming down. Maybe we'll figure out who these boys are. But right now, yeah, right. they're just giving us very surface level, goofy, skater boy, frat in boy. the park, frat boy. Yeah, all those things. That's what we're getting. I don't know. I think maybe his boldness is attractive to her. and Maybe so. I mean, he just didn't hesitate. He's like, yeah, you want to find out? How about right now? And she kind of was like, okay, let's go. Let's do it. (laughs) I don't know. But Brittany wants to know. God, Brittany wants to know what everyone's favorite sex position is. And at that moment that I was watching that, I quickly realized that my 10-year-old was watching. So I had to fast forward through the answers to these questions. Mm -hmm. But I do make my way back to it. And, you know, some people are giving their answers. And it gets to Zoe. 
remember, she's a virgin, so she really doesn't have anything to contribute to this conversation. And it is a tad awkward for her because she hasn't told anybody that she's a virgin. There is nothing wrong with the fact that she is. Not at all. I think that right now society has made it to where the point is like you got to be, you know, sleeping around at such a young age that she's not able to contribute to the conversation. She knows that eventually it will come up. But, you know, also, in my opinion, I'm like, you don't have to tell a single person that that's your business. It right. It doesn't matter. It, it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. Right. Why mm-hmm. don't you develop a relationship and a connection with these people? Mind you, she is developing a connection with Luke and he doesn't mm-hmm. seem like he's a pushy guy. Which I love. Right. So maybe there will come a time where she feels comfortable enough to tell him. We haven't seen that yet. So I don't know. And I feel like he will respect that. I don't think that it'll be like a prized situation where he's like, well, I know what I'm going to be chasing after is her yeah. B card. Yeah. You know, I think that he will be respectful in 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 embracing that and yeah. in and praise her for for having that under her belt, you know, to where she she wants yeah. to just wait for the right person. So, yeah, I, I give it to her. She's young anyway, so it's not like it's that big of a deal that she hasn't slept with anyone. I think let her right. let her have her let her be in her truth and her uniqueness because that's yes. in this house that is quite unique. Yes. We have reached the moment where we finally figure out who Gabby is going to choose to go on her date with and she ends up choosing Aaron. Like, what in the hell? Why? What did Aaron give you that Sammer or, hell, even Matthew? Andrew? I'll take, it was Matthew? A, Matthew? Oh, shoot. Like, I'll even give you Matthew over Aaron. I just don't understand why we're picking Aaron. I don't know what he gave to her that I she... I think because he's bold. It's the bold factor. He just, like, puts himself out there, and it's aggressive. And some women like the aggression, you know, that, like, ugh. But is it bold or is it cocky? Because there's a difference and cocky I don't like. I completely agree. I completely agree. Well, whatever. It's her life. I can't choose it for her. So in turn, Aaron got to choose another person, another guy to go on the date with. So it can be a double date. And he ends up choosing Mickey, who Mm -hmm. is Jair's twin, who we love Jair. Yes. And I really do love Mickey. So Mickey ends up choosing Morgan. I Plot twist. love it. Morgan is Madison's twin. Madison went on a date with Jair. Jair is Mickey's twin. We now yes. have two twins dating identical twins. The same twins. I love it. I love it. And you have to remember that neither set of twins have had communication with the other. So they have no clue. Madison Completely has no blind. clue. Yeah, that Zoe, or I'm sorry, Madison has no clue that Morgan has chose the same twin as her date. Right. That twin telepathy freaky. is freaky. Yes. The theme of the date, as you said before, is carnival. So the garden house has the same theme, the carnival. There's a whole bunch of booths that are set aside. And it's just the four of them going out on these dates. Mm-hmm. We get to one of the booths. And it's one of those, it mimics, you know, like a real life carnival where it's got like the coin toss or no like a ring toss ring toss toss, Mm -hmm. right and they've got these posts and gabby she does a really really good job she gets all three of her rings tossed onto the posts aaron does not aaron does a sucky job and he's getting kind of pissed yes the competition there is ooh. yeah she's starting to notice that he's extremely competitive and she is not she just says if i win i win if i lose i lose Right. Well, the next game that they come across is they're throwing darts at a board with a whole bunch of balloons. 
blown up balloons that are attached. And the point is that you got to pop them. He is throwing that damn dart so haphazardly that it actually comes back. I don't know if you noticed, comes back and almost hits her. No, I didn't see that part. It freaking boomerangs off because he's throwing it like an idiot, a sharp dart. He throws it so haphazardly that it bounces off and comes back and almost hits Gabby. No. Yeah, and he's getting so pissed because he's not able to pop these balloons. Like, that Mm -hmm. is becoming such a turnoff for her. I'm sorry, but red flag. Like, notice these things and walk away. That this is not somebody that you want to be involved with. Like, the yeah, he's kind of got a little bit of an anger issue. He's getting mad because you're winning. This is a A first date. You're supposed to be making the best impression. Remember I told you your representative shows up? He's not even letting his representative show up. This is who he is constantly. You should want her to win. You should be I know. for her, excited for her, not be a competition where you have to be the bigger man. Like, get over yourself. Yeah, he's just a douche canoe. I don't like him, Mel. Agreed. I really don't like him. Mm-mm. I don't mind David don't so either. much, his twin. But Aaron, it's like, but it's like you sweetie. get one, you get both. Yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah. I, I do like him. Man, what the opposite, right? Of the twins. I know. Like, Aaron is I this know. total player, douche. Total opposites. The next booth we come across is a kissing booth. And Morgan is nervous about the kissing booth because she doesn't feel like she doesn't want to feel pressured into doing something. Right. And I don't I don't like that they did that to begin with. I know, but they want it for the drama. Right. Of course. Of course. That's what we're here. We're here to see them kiss, make out and potentially bang later. I mean, that's just what this show is. The truth. Right. Well, it's Gabby and Aaron. Aaron gets behind the booth and Gabby and Aaron make out for a little bit. I don't know Mm -hmm. what. Did we just miss this? Is this kissing booth before the competitive nature and the editing on this just did us dirty? Or is she just completely forgot what just happened five seconds ago? I don't know. I really don't. I don't. Ah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. I don't know. Questionable times, though. Questionable times. It is. Well, then now it's. It's Mickey and Morgan's turn. Remember, she was a little hesitant. She didn't want to feel pressured. But she said, you know what? I'm not a coward. I'm not a chicken. I'm not going to chicken out. Mickey gets behind the booth and she kisses Mickey. And it's a very, very short little pecky kiss. It's not much of like a steamy makeout section. Makeout. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, we see that there are stacks of hay bales. with, And it's got like a little mini picnic. And they've got a bottle of champagne. It's chilling on ice. And it's for Gabby and Aaron. And they're sitting on the hay and they're having a conversation to get to know each other. Gabby tells him that she is a relationship person, which I take to mean she doesn't casually date. So I think she just like sticks to one person and that's it. Uh, I think Aaron's the opposite because he tells her that he's been in four relationship each two years or long, two years or longer. And he says that some of those relationships, he made bad decisions. And she just is like, oh, like what? Like, what are some of the bad decisions? And he just says cheating. Her. Like, no big deal. Yeah. Nonchalant. No. Her response was like, I think that's interesting that you cheated. Like, she's trying to stay calm Mm -hmm. on the outside when she really wants to say, what the hell, dude? Cheating. That's your response. She's kind of like smiling, but she's trying to keep it together. Like. Don't react to it. Don't make a big deal of it when it is a big freaking deal. And you should feel the way that you feel about this. Like, uh, oh, this part just totally raked my skin, man. I can't. 
Well, his response, like his reasoning for cheating, it's the most douchey asshole response because he tells her, you know, he's young and he's attractive and he's meeting all these people who are interested in him. So, you know, you live once. That's your response. This is the same guy that owns his own business with his brother. This is the same guy that has a four-year-old child who's basically like, yeah, I, I get in relationships, but if I see something better, I still go for it. That's the thing. That's what I'm telling you that I don't feel like he is an invested parent because he has this kind of mindset. What kind of example are you setting for your child? Like, no. None. No. Well, not only that, but as a parent, I think to myself, no, granted, they are significantly younger than me. And that's not shade to my age. I'm just saying like they're in their 20s and I'm not. Mm -hmm. If God forbid something ever happened to David, which I'm praying would never happen. And I'm stuck here without him and I go to date somebody else while I would never give specifics I am proud to be a parent and I'm proud of my two kids that I'm going to be talking about the fact that I have kids he did that with Brittany but he's not doing that with Gabby he is coming off as the complete opposite right he's coming off as this playboy doesn't give a crap how he treats women he just knows that he's going to play the field, and if it's offered to him, he's he's going to go for it. In the words of Jimmy Fallon, ew! <laughs> that is true! It's just so cringy. It is, and it's no good woman, and I say that, no good woman wants to be with a man like that. That no. treats her as if she's expendable. Yes. She needs to be treated like a queen. You know, like, just I mean, just even in your mental thought process of, I am committed to you and only you. Yes. In the event we break up, then that's a different story. And go and sow your, so, what is that? Sow your wild oats. So, yeah. Sow your wild oats. That then, one. But <laughs> that one. Exactly. But no good woman is like, yes, this is so attractive. Like, I am here for this kind of mentality. I know. Like, any good respecting person who cares about themselves. I, I do like Maddie and I like Gabby. I don't think yeah. they come off as ditzy. I mean, I think they're just very, I, I, I think they're very determined and they know what they want. But mm-hmm. I'm just thinking in this moment, why wouldn't you just say, If you are a person that you say that you're demisexual and you claim that the only way that you really get into a relationship is you have to have that emotional connection, you're telling me right now you're going to waste another ounce of the energy that you preach on this Mm -hmm. guy who cannot be giving you that good feeling of of an emotional connection. Right. But you're still sitting here with him and your only response to that is interesting. That's how you Mm -hmm. respond to his cheating. Like... This is in the moment when you just say, well, I don't understand, like, what's your justification for that? Like, how can you sit here and is say there that a you're justification? confident? You know, like, I- like, how can you? Yes, exactly. Well, how can you feel confident in sitting here telling me that you are, in all words, a serial cheater? How are you going to convince me that that's not something that you're going to do to me if you and I make a potential connection? I'm not here to well, waste yeah. how my is time. That, how is that an attractive quality? Like... No, I just hope that these women see through that and that they don't make this commitment to somebody that is going to do them dirty in the long run. That he, I said it before, I'm saying it again, he's there for a good time and a good time only. Yeah. And 
his intentions are not true. Like, that's all that it comes down to. Well, not only that, again, we have the geographically undesirable. They live in L.A., Gabby and Maddie do, and he lives in Philadelphia. Like, it's just never, it's never gonna happen. These are things that Mm -hmm. you have to ask. But, again, they're young. I don't know. It isn't sitting well with her that he is a cheater, but I also at the time, like, you're still sitting here giving him the time. The time. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. We get a real quick back at the house. So the people that are still at the house, the garden house, didn't go on the date. Brittany's trying to play it cool and act like she isn't bothered that Gabby picked her match Aaron to go on a date. But trust me, honey, right we all now. We know the truth. Yeah. It's okay. But because trust me, right now, he is telling her some things that have me believing she isn't sticking with him to be your competition. Yeah. What Aaron is selling to Gabby, I really don't think she's going to fully buy. But then again, I don't know because she's sitting here lasting longer than I would have. I would have gotten Same. up and boom. Everyone wants to know how she feels. The fact that Gabby picked Aaron on the date and she hopes he's having a good time on his date. Well, Sabella and Samer have a talk. And I think this might be the first time we see them have a one-on-one conversation. I haven't seen them talk really before. Have you? Mm-mm. No. Okay. No. Because she's been the one that's been closed off. She has. Because she's been missing her sister so much. So she hasn't been putting herself out there. Ooh, if she only knew that Hana is living her best life. Not really. I mean, I'm sure she's missing her sister, but she's living it up with David. Like, if only Mm -hmm. Sabella knew, she would probably lighten up a little bit and be like, well, if my sister's having fun, then I should have fun. But they're talking, and she explains to Samer that she was born and raised in Ethiopia before being adopted at the age of nine, like we said previously. You know, again, he he's from Syria, so he's not mm-hmm. from America either, so they have that to relate to. He also wants to know if she's ever dated a Middle Eastern man, and she flat out says she has never dated and has been single her whole life. But it gets, wow. yeah, it gets more interesting because her and her sister both have never been in a relationship. They are each other's relationships, which it's just not healthy. That can't be a no, healthy relationship. Not. You cannot, you cannot be each other's confidant 24-7. Right. I agree. You know? um, I think that it's, you know, you have to, and again, I can't speak on the twin factor because I'm not a twin, yeah. but from an right. outsider's perspective, you have to be an individual too. You have to be your own person without the other person constantly there. Otherwise, how are you ever going to do, how, how can you ever move forward with your life? Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to have kids, you want to have a family, you want to get married, you want to do all of these things, you can still have your person right there by you, standing next to you through it all. You can build a house next door to each other, for goodness sake. Yeah. But there has to come a time where you let that go and you have to step into being your own person, your own unique individuality, because you're not exactly the same. No, you're not. On every single level. No. Yeah, that's correct. You know, speaking of the house living next door to each other, Brie and Nikki did have two houses next to each other when they lived in Arizona. I love that. I know. I I, I I get it. I get it. I get the bond. But also, I guess, what is your solution? You marry identical twins? My only issue with that is if you go to your spouse who's married to an ad- the same identical twin and you're like bad mouthing your husband wouldn't you feel that's like awkward yes that's what i'm saying like yes. I-, I don't know it just gets so muddled and so messy so i just yeah 
I can see the pros and cons of being a twin. Sure. I, I don't know. I think it can be a wonderful thing and it can be at times a hindrance. So I agree. But she does tell him that she doesn't get she's never been in a committed relationship. She does talk to guys and she's talked to a guy for four years. Four years she talked to somebody without being in a committed relationship. Like, how does a guy stick around that long? There's something about that that brought up, like, red flags for me. Like, something was, you know, something's not right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I don't. I just thought that that was very odd. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's super, super weird. Well, he was shocked. Well, we come to find out that the, four rela- the four-year relationship, that guy had a girlfriend. So there was no commitment that was going to be made to her. Yeah, it was all emotional. Yeah, but I think she was comfortable with that. She was very, obviously, she was four years with that guy and knew that he had a girlfriend. Yeah, I don't. So she obviously is going for guys that are unavailable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't, this caught Samer off guard. He didn't like it. He did not like that at all. Which I could see how that would be a huge turnoff. I mean, what? What do you mean you've never been in, for one, you've never been in a relationship, but two, you were in a emotional relationship with Mm -hmm. someone that could not be fully committed to you. For four years. For four years. Like, you let that go on for four years and was okay with it. Yeah, that's hard. that's, That's just strange for me. It is. I think that's something that you tell another partner, maybe like a couple dates in, maybe not like the first sit down yeah, chit chat. the first one. No. Mm-hmm. No, I don't that's know. a little, little strange. Yeah. Well, here you go, because now we're with Matthew and Cameron, and they're having a one-on-one in front of a fireplace. The mood is set. The fire is lit. Let me set the mood right. Yeah. And you felt like they were like an odd couple. I did. And they're proving me wrong. They they are because Camera Cameron she she likes him. I think she's yes. in it. She's so she's a stylist and she says she wouldn't have gone for Matthew in the beginning because he tended to go because she would not have gone for Matthew in the beginning because she tended to go for the frat boys. But we you and I have been saying this whole time he is a frat boy ish type mm-hmm. of person. Mm-hmm. So she wouldn't be too far off. Right. But on the yeah, other well, hand, yeah, on the other hand, Matthew says Cameron is definitely his type. <laughs> I mean, she's gorgeous. I know. I'm like, she's walking, she's breathing, and she's a woman. So I'm she's assuming looking she's in your, your direction. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. He, oh my God. Okay. Let's not do this, men. When you say, when you're describing a woman, it's fine to say that she's honest, she's blunt. But I swear to God, if you say she has a resting bitch face, I'm going to smack you sideways. <laughs> what in the hell? That's his description of her. That's what he's attracted to. Her resting and bitch he said, face? Well, and he was like, yep, that's the girl for me. You know, like, he's just. I, I'm like, I, <laughs> what in the hell? I don't know. But he's into that. That's okay with him. Oh, my God. I don't know. It just was like. <laughs> I love her honest, her bluntness, and her resting bitch face. <laughs> it's just super weird. If he loves mine. Do you have one? I maybe, probably. I'm sure I do. It's okay. You can be honest. This is a safe space. You do have RBF, but yeah. I know you. I know what's inside, and so oh. I know that it's like that. If the you inside have matches RBF, the outside. It's a, <laughs> uh, I, I, 
You are hesitating. You better clear it up real fast. <laughs> no, but I know that like your RBF is not in it's not intentional. Yeah. Like this is just how you are and that's okay. But it's how you look and that's perfectly great. But I just I'm not meaning it in a mean or right. I gotcha. negative way. But that's I okay. feel like everybody has RBF. You're safe behind the screen. I can't get you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't She's know. I don't know if I would have found David or would have been attracted to him if he would have said, yeah, I'm just attracted to her resting bitch face. I've been like, you a-hole. <laughs> you know, I've been like, I, you can't think of anything but else. It's not that type to be like, no, not at all. This is the only quality that I see that I'm attracted to. Yeah. He definitely gives me like a mixture of Luke and Sammer. Like that's David. David. Very calm, yes. very respectful, very quiet, yes. very unassuming. Yeah, that's David for sure. He's I gonna agree. now watch it. I guarantee he's gonna listen to this and be like, "Oh, I need to go watch this." And be like, who's she comparing <laughs> you to? Yes. So back to Matthew and Cameron. Cameron even tells him that she really liked their mini makeout sesh at the pool. Okay. I mean, good on you, girl. Hot. You know, he and he shoots his shot again, lays it up, and asks her if she wants to kiss him again. And absolutely. I mean, I I, they just instantly start, you know, sucking face at that point. I mean, we're playing, (laughs) we are playing tonsil hockey once more with these two. They were, they were. Matthew is really starting to genuinely like Cameron, and I think he's. I think he means it. I think it's just beyond face value. I think he's really starting to crush on her. Mm-hmm. And develop feelings for Cameron. I like Cameron. I think she's sweet. I do too. I do too. And I think that this, it's a surprising couple. And I very honest. Yeah, is, very surprising. Yeah. But I think that that's the best part of it is mm-hmm. how surprising it is. You know, it was unexpected. So I'm, I'm excited for this one. I, I never would have put that, those two together. No. I same. actually don't know who I would have picked for Matthew. As his partner. But, you know, when you get to know Cameron, she is kind of funny. She's quirky. She's quirky. So it does, it actually does make sense. Mm-hmm. From I that. Agree. Yeah. But we are back once more at the carnival date. But this time we're focused on Mickey and Morgan. And they're sitting on a bench talking and getting to know each other. They are both wondering if their twins picked each other as well. And like we said, spoiler alert, they did. <laughs> Maddie and Jr. picked each other. So I Morgan, that, uh, that's I know, so wild. It is crazy. So we're just seeing a repeat of what Maddie and Jr. did with Morgan and Mickey. Morgan and uh-huh. Mickey. That sounds like Morgan Morton and Mindy. It's cute. Yeah. Morgan says something, and I don't know how to take it when she's talking about the guys that her sister has dated in the past. Tend to ask if Morgan is single. So she's saying that the guys that Madison has dated in the past at some point have asked if Morgan is single. And I'm like, why are we telling him that? Yeah, that's strange. That's a strange thing to bring up. It's kind of a braggy thing. I thought so too. I mean, I think we can admit to ourselves with a comment like that, you're a little into yourself. I could see that. And I felt that way from the beginning, from meeting the two of them. They're very, they're your stereotypical blondes. They uh, there's are. There's no other way to, to say it. 
But it almost comes off as a competition with her sister. And that leads me to think that there's a little bit of insecurity that she may have some sort Hmm. of feelings about Madison. Well, I think she loves her. That's her twin. But I think she feels a competitiveness and maybe feels a little bit less than Madison. Mm -hmm. Maybe Madison's gotten more attention than Morgan has in the past. And so by her saying this, she's trying to come off to Mickey as like, you know, I'm interesting. Guys find me super interesting. So much so that even the XYZ. guys, yeah, even the guys that my sisters dated have wanted to date me. I'm like, Ugh. ew, that kind of gives me the ick factor. Yeah, like we didn't need to say that, right? You know, like it didn't need to be brought up to Mickey, right? Morgan has been single for ten years, but it hasn't bothered her because she's gotten to do everything she's wanted to do. That's great. That's fine. It means she's not needed a partner. At least she says she's not needed a partner because she says some stuff later on put a pin in that that have led me to believe that maybe she does want a partner or that she has dated people in the past she's just not gone after the right people Mm -hmm. you know family means a lot to both of them and their Mm -hmm. family life looks very very different from each other her parents have been married for 40 plus years he didn't grow up with a dad he grew up with his mom so Mm -hmm. he has been really molded by by his mom you know he's had to Mm -hmm. learn things through her so much so all things that lead to like how to cook or even how to tie a tie yeah i mean that's big because he never had a father yeah he never had a father figure so for him he wants to have kids and be the opposite of what he had so he wants to give a child a wonderful life with a father figure that's there present in their life 24 7 so all the Mm -hmm. things that he didn't have he wants to give to his own kid right That is just admirable in so many senses that Morgan is getting nothing but green flags, getting nothing but green flags with Mickey. She's vibing with him. And they Mm -hmm. end up making up. They end up kissing at the end. I think Morgan's feeling Mickey. Yeah. Right? We go back to Gabby and they're talking and they kiss. They make out. Like, I'm confused by all of it. I'm confused about your energy, your demisexual reference. I'm confused by picking this person that you've talked to for maybe a couple of hours who have told you that they're a cheater. It's kind of throwing you off a little bit and you're still going to make out with them. I guess, you know, you live once. Her picker's off. Her picker's off. I just heard it. I just got it. (laughs) God, her picker is way off. The double dates return to the house, and the ladies waste no time asking Morgan and Gabby how their dates went, and the ladies have no problem pouring the tea, honey. They go Mm -hmm. right into it. Morgan is really feeling Mickey and didn't think he would actually be her type, which is interesting. But they, they seem to mesh really, really well. They mentioned Aaron's competitiveness, and Gabby could feel he didn't like when she was winning. So at this time, she's also talking to Brittany. Brittany is sitting there listening to Gabby talk about this. Gabby in no way is sitting here saying, oh, my date with Aaron was wonderful. We had such a connection. The first thing she says is, he's got this competitive nature, and I didn't really like it. It was a real turnoff for me. Which I'm glad she brought that up. She also mentions... His past indiscretions and Gabby recognized his BS answer as well and mocks it. My whole thing was Aaron, to my knowledge, never told Brittany about his past indiscretions. So this potentially could be the first time that Brittany's hearing that he is a serial cheater. 
and has no well, she clue. needs to come to the light okay she needs to see the light so if so be it if gabby's the one that is sharing that information i mean i guess you know Brittany. she's just sitting there she's taking it all in because she matched with aaron but is she taking it all in like she's listening but is she taking in the information i don't know i don't know Time right will tell. Some of the guys join the ladies, including Aaron. So at this point, it's just the ladies sitting there. A couple of the guys come in. They're talking. Aaron steps in. He says the date was fun. And this is when Brittany wants to pull him aside. So she now is like, you know what? Uh Uh-uh. I'm going to talk to Aaron. I'm going to have a one-on-one conversation privately with him with no one else around. And she wants to figure out where his head is at with her. She wants to know from how the date went from him. And Mm -hmm. he tells her, you know what? We kissed. And it was cool. Like, he's just very casual, yeah. blasé about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He just plays it off like, yeah, whatever, you know. It didn't last long. So if it didn't last long, it didn't mean anything. Right. Like, but you, you kissed her. Like, you initiated the kiss. Right. I don't know. I, I don't know. Just, but for some reason, Brittany's, like, buying into the crap he's selling. He re- she really was. And I, I wish, th- I feel like she has her blinders on. She does. She says, well, you know, maybe that's only in your eyes. And he's like, maybe it is that the fact that they kissed, it doesn't mean anything because it didn't last a specific amount of time. But mm-hmm. in her mind, it's like you kissed. So it does mean mm-hmm. something, right? You wouldn't right? just kiss somebody that you're not attracted to just to kiss. No. Uh, you know? But he does tell her, you know, I just want you to know, even though I went out with Gabby and I made out with her a couple of times, you're still my number one. So don't, don't lose me. I'm still your number one, okay? So I'm still going to make out with people, and I'm still going to say that it's cool, but you're still my number one, but so don't But this comes back out. to his whole thought process on, if I find somebody, I'm going to hit it, because you only live once, YOLO, you know, yeah. like, yeah. no, he's not here for the right reasons. He's not here for he's the right not. reasons. And her only response to him is, you know, I'm like, she's giddy. She loves the fact that he said that she's her his number one. That, you know what, because you kissed her tonight, you're not getting a goodnight kiss. But you know what, tomorrow is a different story, and tomorrow I'll probably give you a kiss, but tonight, no. Like, yeah. Because care you more about yourself. Else. Yeah, yes. want more for yourself. For crying out loud, Brittany. He's not even like, oh my God. I, you know, it makes you wonder, like, these people do not realize all this stuff is on TV. You are going to go back and watch yourself you're talk about this it. stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. We see in each house, there's a message that pops up on the TV. So each house is outside and it pops up and it makes a noise and it says on the TV, twin formation. So each house gets to see what is happening in the other house. So they're going to get the chance to see their twin on the opposite Mm -hmm. screen. They're all excited because they're so they're going to see their twin. And I'm sure there's plenty of tears that happen because it's like, sure, they miss each other. They miss each other so, 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 so much. Sabella watches Hannah kiss David, and it makes her so happy that she's opening up and allowing a connection to be made. So I think once Mm -hmm. she saw that her sister's doing just fine, which we knew about, she's living her best life over there with David, that, you know, she feels a little like she can breathe some. You know, like, okay, my sister's fine. She's doing well without me. And also, Brittany watches her twin break down, and it kills her that she can't comfort her. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, you've got... You've got Sabella watching Hannah live her best life. And then you've got Brittany watching Whitney break down and cry. Yeah. And that's got to be hard. Yeah. I think that's hard because 
you, you don't want to see your sibling hurting. No. Or sad or upset. And so for them to see that, that's kind of like that realization, like they're not doing well without me, you yeah. know, and um, wanting to comfort them, I think kind of, you know, comes into play more so because you can't. I know. I know. And that puts her in a bit of a funk and she kind of just has to go outside and, you know, Sabella tries her best to comfort her. They're all going through it. And she just kind of got to go through the emotions of seeing her sister upset like that. I wish it would have been like, you can see that your sister was upset at one point and that she's okay now, but they don't show that. So it kind of just leaves her in a little bit of a funk. I agree. So um, Jair and Madison saw their twins on the screen because mm-hmm. we're back at the Vista house and they were making out with each other and they were just like, what? Uh-huh. Like total realization that they had picked the same exact person on the other side. The The part that was even more crazy is they kind of go to the carnival. Morgan and Mickey were sa- sitting in the same exact spots that Jair and Madison were. Yes. And so they were like, okay, this is even more trippy because here all of this is starting to play out and yep. it's just, it's all coming together. And they, and they didn't even think that this would happen no. because one of them is attracted to this type and the other is not. And so it came as a surprise to both of them. Going further, Whitney wants, you know, she wants to do a toast because they're all, they all dressed up really nice. They're in like some clubbing outfits. They like they bend over, booty's going to be out kind of thing. <laughs> Very tight, form-fitting dresses. Yeah. The guys are dressed nice. And Whitney, she's like, all right, my sister Brittany, she's doing okay. She takes the liberty of doing the toast because she's like, all right, Those it shoes. is my time to shine. My yes, God. they were like tied up to her thighs practically. <laughs> yeah, she's a whole new um, woman. She is, but seeing her twin happy, she now feels okay to open up and find love. So she makes a toast to reintroduce herself to everybody. And she's like, I am here. I am ready. Let's make some connections. I'm invested. Let's cha-cha. But my, but Nikki walks in looking like a true goddess. Isn't she freaking gorgeous? Her and They're both beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. (sighs) She walks in and she is not here to hang out though. And keep the night going mm-hmm. and the fun to keep going. No, she's here to tell the guys that guess what? I know you all are happy, but we've got another little another little churn of events here. And that's guess what you get to do? You guys get to pick one girl you want to partner with, and then that leaves one woman out. And if she's not picked, not only does she have to leave the house, but then she then has to go over, grab her things first, grab her twin. And now they both have to leave. So if you're not. So it does not matter. It doesn't matter. If the other twin is making a connection. It doesn't. And one isn't. Yeah. Like you may not be making making a connection and your twin is and you not get picked. And so sorry about your twin's bad luck. You got to go home because your sister wasn't picked. Yep. And that's the cliffhanger Talk we get led pressure. on. That's so and much then pressure. It ends. There are connections that are in the house. There's some that you're not going to break. But then there are some that are like, well, this guy really hasn't picked somebody and she really hasn't picked anybody. So now there's going to be a scramble. And what happens from here? Mm -hmm. Like, who do you pick? what are your predictions? Um, Who are your pick for Garden House? So Samer hasn't really picked anybody. Doesn't really have anybody. So you have Luke and Zoe. Luke and Zoe, I think, are going to be together. I don't think they're going to break up. You have Aaron and Brittany. 
I don't know. I mean, they seem like they're bonded. So we'll see about that one, right? They've had they have a connection. Luke and Zoe have a connection. Samer doesn't. About Cameron. I think Cameron, Cameron and, Matthew, and Matthew, I think they're picking each other. Yeah, I think they yeah. like each other. So then that yeah. just leaves Sam Samer to not have a partner. That leaves Sabella to not have a partner. And that leaves mm-hmm. Gabby to not have a partner. So one of the two girls are going to go. I mean, out of those people, I think everybody else is partnered. So it would have to be what you think between Gabby and Sabella. Unless somebody makes a different choice. That's true. We'll have to wait and see. It's true. But in my mind, I'm like, well, Gabby and Maddie haven't been there long enough. So that would be my choice to pick. Unless some guy is bonded with her and I don't know. Or they made like a lasting impression outside of, you know. I guess. I just feel like they haven't been there as long. So I don't know, girl. What do you think? I think that Samir and Bailey have a chance. We're just waiting to see. Uh-huh. David and Hannah. Yeah. I love them together. Yeah. Um, and I hope that they stay together. And then um, I don't think there were any other. No, because Seth wasn't bonded with anybody. Kara wasn't really bonded with any. I don't know if Andrew has picked anyone. No, not really. But you've got Jair and you've got Madison. I mean, they're pretty, they seem pretty bonded. All right. So, yeah, we'll have to just wait and see what happens. But thank you guys so much for joining us. Um, Make sure to tune in with us um, on our next episode. Sorry, I totally lost my train of thought there. (laughs) Um, Episode three, you can watch this on Amazon Prime and follow along with us. But come and follow us on all of the social channels, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and say hello. Reach out to us at pourthetpodcast at gmail.com. We would love to chat. So we hope that you guys have a great day. We love you. Thanks for tuning in. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.